are ministering a series, and this series is called Paul Preached Christ. Paul Preached Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 1. Let, no, let a man uh, show account of us as the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mystery of God. And Paul said, more it's required of stewards that a man be found faithful. That a man be found faithful. And verse number 10, we're going to skip down to verse 10 because I want to read that down to verse number 16. This is our series. We are fools, Paul said, for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honorable, but we are despised, even to this present hour. We both hunger and thirst and naked and a buffet, have no certain dwelling place. We labor, working with our hands. Being revived, we bless. Being persecuted, we suffer it. Being defamed, we entreat. We are made out of the filth of the world and are the off-scouring all things until this day. I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. For though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you have not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. I have begotten you through the gospel. Then it says in verse 16, Wherefore I beseech you, be followers of me. Be followers of me. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the Apostle Paul you gave us, uh, gave to the Gentiles. The Apostle Paul, he was able to give us uh, as a church instruction for a lifetime. Now we give you all the praise and the glory uh, for such a gift. We bless you for that. We praise you for that. And we thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we thank you for ministering to us and to our needs. And we thank you for your righteousness, your peace, your joy, and the Holy Ghost. Thank you for your faith, your faithfulness. We honor you. We praise you. Thank you for giving us your Son, giving us the Holy Spirit, your wisdom, your knowledge, and your understanding. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we give you praise and glory for his name and for his blood, we pray. And the church says, amen. All right. Now, once again, we're talking about Paul preached Christ. But that's our series. Now let's go to our subject for the day. Uh, I gave it this morning. I want to go back. Galatia chapter 2 and verse 7 and 8. Just those two verses. At this time, I'm just going to read Galatia chapter 2, 1 through 9. All right. But I'm going to do 7 and 8 first. Okay. I'm going to do 7 and 8 first. Then I'm going to go back to verse 1. I'm going to read that down to verse 9. Verse 7 and verse 8 says, But contrarywise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed to me. Okay, we're going to look at that, how the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed. We're going to look at that word committed. It was committed to Paul. And then the gospel of the circumcision was committed to Peter. For he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of circumcision, the same was mighty in me to the Gentiles. So we have a Paul ministering to the Gentiles as the apostle, and Peter ministering to the Jews as the apostle. And because of that, we are ministering on two visions. And we showed you this past week, uh, know who you are following. So that's why I'm coming back with this teaching, because you got to know who you're following. Now, in this teaching, I'm going to, today I'm going to be able to go into some Thing because I want to show you what Peter preached and his vision and what Paul preached and his vision. Now, you can tell who you're following uh, when I give you the two visions. I'm going to give you two visions. I already gave you uh, Acts 26 this morning. We talked about the heavenly vision that God gave Paul. Matter of fact, I want to go back there and show you that. Let's go back to Acts 26 uh, and let's look at verse 19, Acts 26, 19. I just want to show you that this is not something that, uh, that we just thought of. Acts chapter 26 and verse 19. Watch what Paul is going to say. Way up, way up on, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient, watch this, to the heavenly vision. 
All right. So this vision was given to the apostle Paul. And then he says in verse 20, he says, but I show first unto them that Damascus and then I went to Jerusalem. Then I went out throughout all the coast of Judea. Then I went to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God, do the, do the work meet for repentance. He said, so he went to all these people because this was God's vision that he gave him. Now, what I want to do here, once again, we're talking about two visions uh, and, and I part three and part four. But let's get into this because I want to I show you some good stuff here. All right, now, I got into some other stuff this morning. Uh, let's go and look at uh, the Gospel of Saint, uh Luke chapter 16, verse 16. Uh, let's go back there, because I, I, I want you to write down two things for me. I want you to write down Peter vision and Paul vision. Uh, I'm going to show you that in just a moment. Luke 16, 16, first I want to show you something else. Uh, Luke chapter 16, verse 16, then I'm going to come to that. In Luke 16, 16, the Bible says, the law and the prophets were unto John, John the Baptist. Since that time, since John the Baptist, the kingdom of God is preached. The kingdom of God is preached and every man presses into it. So until John came, they had the law and the prophet. Now, the law and the prophet ended over. Now we have the kingdom of God is preached. All right. Now, who preached the kingdom of God? We're going to go back and show you that in Matthew uh, chapter 4 and verse 23. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 4 and verse number 23. Now, we're going to show you Jesus came preaching the gospel of the kingdom. See, we already have come, Jesus coming to his ministry. Now you're going to get this, this, this new gospel coming in. Remember, it's not going to be the law and the prophets because now it's been fulfilled. Now Jesus coming. Jesus is not preaching the law and the prophets. He fulfilled the law and the prophets. All right. So in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23, it says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And healing all manner of disease and all manner of uh, uh, disease among the people. Now, why, was, why did he do this? It's what we're going to be looking at. Verse 24 says, his fame went out throughout all Syria. And they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments. Those who were possessed with devils and those which were lunatics and those that had palsy. And he healed them. And the following day, uh, and there followed him now, and there followed him, great multitude of people from Galilee, from Decapolis, from Jerusalem, from Judea, and from beyond Jordan. All right, so when Jesus now started his ministry, then we got all this multitude following Jesus. All right, now, why is this happening? Why is God letting this happen? Because he wants to give you Peter's ministry. Uh, let's, let's go look at it now. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16. Why are you there? The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16. We're going to start reading verse 13. We're going to show you Peter ministry. The Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 16. Now, what you need to do is see who are you following. Because that's what I'm about to show you. Matthew 16, 13. You're following either Peter or you're following Paul. Are you not following anybody at all? <laughs> Praise God. All right, but watch this. Matthew 16, 13. This is Peter's ministry. When Jesus came to the coast of Caesar Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? All right, so what is Peter's ministry? Peter's ministry is who is the Son of Man? Who is Jesus? Remember, just who he is. All right. Now, first number 14. And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist. Some say you are liars and others. Jeremiah say you're one of the prophets. Then he said to them, but whom say ye that I am? Remember, everything is, who is he? Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ. Now, why do Simon Peter know? 
Because God's going to reveal to Peter because he's given him the vision. Here's Peter's vision. Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. What did Peter say? Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now the next verse, 17, Jesus answered and said to Peter, Blessed art thou, Simon, by Jonah. Flesh and blood hath not revealed, revealed, remember that word, flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. So otherwise, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal to you who I am, but my Father which is in heaven. Now, let me give you a scripture because I want to show you even under, under Peter, James, and John ministry, they could not know Jesus and who he is if the Holy Ghost didn't show them. Now, you got to understand, it's not like they just knew who he was. Uh, let me show you that. That's 1 Corinthians 12, 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3. So how did Peter know who he was? 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 3. Oh, they're on the screen. Okay. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God called Jesus Christ a curse, and that no man can say, no man can say, watch this, no man can say that Jesus Christ is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. No man can say Jesus Christ is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. See, there's no way they can know who he is. But by the Holy Ghost. You remember what it says, no man that say that Jesus Christ is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now, let me show you something why we do not, we, we are not under the confession to be saved. Because it just got to tell you, no man knows that Jesus Christ is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now, l let's show you something. I'm going to go to Romans 10, 9, and 10 right now. We're going to give you those two verses. Romans 10, 9, and 10, out the King James Version. No man can say that Jesus Christ is Lord. Well, well, watch what Romans 10, 9, and 10 are going to say. See, this was Peter's vision. They had to know who he was. Well, they couldn't know that he was Lord except the Holy Ghost showed them. Okay, now 1 Corinthians chapter, I'm sorry, Romans 10, 9 and 10, watch what it says. If thou shalt confess, now you don't want to hold on that word confess. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Remember, no man knows that Jesus Christ is Lord. Did you get it? No man knows he's Lord. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. And shall believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Future tense, shall be. For with the heart man believe on the righteousness, with the mouth confess confession, confession is made on the salvation. All right, we'll get to that word confession in just a moment. Because under Peter's ministry, they had to confess his Lord. Where 1 Corinthians 12, 3 said they could not know his Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 16 and verse 16 again. Matthew 16, 16. Well, how did Peter know he was Lord? Here it is, Matthew 16, 16. Simon Peter answered and said, you the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And he, verse 17 said, but Jesus said to him, bless art thou, Simon Jonah, flesh and blood did not reveal this unto thee. Flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you. But my Father, that's the Holy Ghost, which is in heaven. Only the Father knew who the Son was. And then, then in verse number 18, he told Peter what he was going to give him because Peter had the vision for the church of God. And I say to you that thou art Peter, and up on this rock I'll build my church. And the gates of hell should not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, 
And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth is loose in heaven. He's talking to Peter. The word bind and loose mean to forgive and not to forgive. So now Peter had power on earth to forgive sin like Jesus had. Whatever thou bound, that word bind means forgive. Whatever you, whoever you forgive, Peter, I forgive. That's why every time they, had, they needed a miracle, they went and got Peter. If you follow Peter's ministry, when they had a problem, they went and got Peter. Because Peter had power to loose in the mind. All right. Now, with that in mind, that's Peter's ministry. But I got a lot to show you. Let's go to Luke 24, 25. The Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 24 and 25. Just going to just give it to you like the Lord gave it to me. Luke chapter 24 and 25. These are ways you know Peter ministry. Luke 24 and 25. Here we go. Then he says, oh fools. Now he's walking with these people after he rose from the dead. They still don't know who he is. Then he said to them, oh fools and slow of heart to believe all the prophet has spoken. These guys here way back there, they, went, they hadn't believed Jesus' ministry. Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. These guys here still had a problem believing what the prophets had said. See how far behind they are? Then he said, O fool and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have said, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter his glory? Watch what happened. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he had to go all the way back to Moses. Exodus. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded them in all the scriptures. The thing concerning himself, he had to go way back there and bring them all the way down to show them all those people talking about me. The lamb that Moses had to kill to get out of Egypt. That was a type of shot of Christ's death, death, and resurrection. All right. Now, in verse number 28, and they drew nigh to the village. Whether they went and he made as though he would go on further, but they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it's for, it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And they went in and tarried with them. He went in, he went in and tarried with them. It came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread, and he blessed it, and he broke it, and gave to them. Remember, that's the step. He took the bread, he blessed the bread, he broke the bread, he gave the bread. And watch what happened when they ate the bread. The eyes were open. What did I talk about this morning? I gave you Matthew chapter 6 and verse 22. If thy eye be single, your whole body is full of light. If your eye be evil, the whole body is full of darkness. See, so what happened? God had to open their eyes. How did he open their eyes? By eating the bread. Watch this again. Verse 30. He took the bread. He blessed the bread. He broke the bread and he gave to them. And their eyes were open. Watch what happened. And they knew him. Number one, the eyes were open. Number two, they knew him. And number three now, he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, did not our hearts burn within? If he, burnt, if he vanished out of their sight, where was he now? In their hearts. Can you get it? Now their hearts burn with, watch what he says. They said one to another, did not our heart burn within us? While he talked with us by the way, while he opened to us the scriptures, they eat that bread, right? Remember, the life is the light. The eyes were open. And they rode that same hour. They went back to Jerusalem, just got home from that long journey. And they found the 11 together, together 
and them that were with him, saying, the Lord is risen indeed. They came in there preaching, fired up, brother, and has appeared to Simon. And they told what things were done in the way and how he was known, how he was known of them in the breaking of bread. He was known of them in the breaking of the bread. When he broke that bread and served them, they knew him. Isn't that something? And then here it is, while they were locked up in their room, verse 36, and as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified. I guarantee they was all up on every, all the furniture. They were terrified and frightened. Suppose that they had seen a spirit. And Jesus said to them, why are you troubled? Why do your thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hand and my feet. That is I myself. Handle me and see. A spirit has not flesh and bones as you see me have. Now that's very important. A spirit has not flesh and bones as you see me have because he was risen from the dead. Now watch what he's going to do to them. First thing he's going to say to them is verse 40, when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they yet believe not for joy, they, they, they believe not for joy and they wonder, he said to them, have you any meat? What is he about to do? That same word, meat is bread. Have you any meat? And they gave him a piece of broad fish and honeycomb. And he took it and did eat before them. Watch verse 44. These are the words which I spake to you, he says, when I was yet with you. That all things must be fulfilled, which was written in the law of Moses. See, he has done it now. All things have been fulfilled, which was written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. Watch what happened when they believed that Jesus had fulfilled everything that was in the Psalms, in the prophets, in the law of Moses. When they believed, the very next verse says, and, that, and, verse, and then, then open he their eyes. Then open he their understanding. He don't use the word eyes. But then open he their understanding that they may understand the scriptures. So you can't understand the scripture until you open your eyes. To open your eyes is to open your understanding. So they can understand the scriptures. And watch what it says. Now he can minister them. I, I can, you can finish that later. I got a lot of stuff here I got to show you. Let's go all the way back to John 6, 69. The Gospel of John chapter 6 and verse 69. Just want to show you Peter ministry. I want to show you Peter vision. Peter vision is to know who Jesus was manifested. To know who Jesus was manifested. See, Jesus was in the flesh. Peter was before the cross. So if, I, if, if, I have, if he hasn't gone to the cross yet and he hadn't, they, they were saved by knowing who he is. If you go to John chapter 9, we're going to show you that. The man said, Lord, what will thou that my eyes be open? That's all he wanted to see Jesus, see? Because if he could see him and believe, he could be, his soul could be saved. They were saved by seeing and believing. Let me say it again. They were saved by seeing and believing. Believing he's the Christ, the son of the living God. All right, now let's move on. John chapter 6, verse 69, just one verse. The disciples say, and we believe and are sure that you are that Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus knew that they were saved by believing he's a Christ. That's Peter's ministry, believing who he is. 
John 9, 35. Just going to walk you through. John chapter 9, verse 35. Their salvation was based on knowing Jesus is the Christ. John 9 and verse 35. Jesus heard that they had cast the blind man out because he had opened his eyes. And when he had found him, he said to him, Does thou believe on the Son of God? Do you believe on the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? Otherwise, that I can believe who he is. Jesus said to them, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with you. And he said, Lord, I believe. I believe you the Christ. And worshiped him. See, their salvation was based on who Jesus is. John 11, 11 15. John chapter 11 and verse 15. Just going to walk right through the word. John chapter 11 and verse number 15. Now, Jesus didn't come when Lazarus was sick. So let's pick it up. Here he says, and I'm glad. They had just got through saying, Lord, if you had been here, it would not have died. And look what Jesus says. I'm glad. I'm glad for your sake that I was not here. Why, Jesus? To the intent you might believe. Why do you think Lazarus died? So you believe I'm the Christ, the Son of the living God. I'm going to raise Lazarus from the dead, but you're not saved if you don't believe that I'm the Christ, the Son of the living God. So he says, look, I'm glad for your sake that I was, was not there to the intent you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. All right, so you in John chapter 11, he's, he won't, look at verse, look at verse 20, uh, 21. Let's go down and look at verse 21. You're in chapter 11. Then said Martha to Jesus, Lord, if you'd have been here, my brother had not died. Verse number 22. But I know that even now, whatever you would ask of God, God would give it to you. Jesus said to him, your brother shall rise again. My mother said, I know he's going to rise again. Watch this. Two things. Number one, in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to him, I'm the resurrection. See, they're looking for, and that's what people are doing. They're looking for a day. It's a person. I'm the resurrection. Watch this. And the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yes, shall he live. He that believe I'm the Christ, the Son of the living God, though he were dead, yes, shall he live. That's not your gospel. And yet people are waiting for Jesus to return so they can rise from the dead. If you listen, you'll know it's not you. Watch what he says. Thy brother shall rise again. And then in verse number 25, Jesus said to her, I'm the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead. See, people take this and think that's what's going to happen to them. All they had to believe, he's just Christ, the son of the living God, and then they die when Jesus comes, he's going to raise him from the dead. See, that's what people taught you. That's not your ministry. You're going to die and go to hell, believing that lie. This is the ministry to the Jews. It's Peter ministry. And then in verse number 26. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believe without this. And then the other one, if you believe in me, you're not going to ever die. Then in verse 27. Let's look at verse 27. Watch what she's going to say. Yea, Lord, I believe. Verse 27, she said to him, Yea, Lord, I believe. I believe you the Christ. You are the Son of God, which should come into the world. See what she said she believed? I believe you the Christ. All that's, all that's Peter ministry. That's how they were saved. And if they believed, God would raise them from the dead. Look at John chapter 4, verse 4 to 1. Back up. I missed one. John chapter 4. In verse 4 to 1. 
I know I'm going a little fast here, but I got to get you somewhere. John chapter 4 and verse 41. Many, many more believe because of his own word. Why would I start there? Because he had met this woman at the well, and she had believed. She went and told them, is this not the Christ? Come and see. And then here they come. And verse 42, and said to the woman, now we believe. Not because of your saying, we have heard him ourselves. And we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. How would they say? They were saved by believing Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. All right, let's go to Gospel of St. John again, chapter 20, verse 30. Gospel of John, chapter 20, because I want to show you some of Paul, but I want to cover Peter here. John, chapter 20, and verse 30. The, John wrote about it. Look at John, chapter 20, verse 30, and many other signs. Truly that Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written, watch this, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ. Before the cross, they were saved by believing that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And that believing, you might have life through his name. Remember, in that believing, you might have life. Remember that he hadn't rose from the dead yet. So watch what he said again. Verse 31, but these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Why did he say that? Because they had life through his name. Watch this again. On this side of the cross, salvation was in the name of Jesus. Let me say it again. Before the cross, salvation was in the name of Jesus. See, if you ask anything in my name, I do it. All power is in his name. After the cross, salvation is in his word. Peter ministry, salvation is in his name. After the cross, Salvation is in Paul's ministry, is in the Word. Salvation, your salvation is the Word. Their salvation was in his name. Don't forget those two things. All right. Now, John chapter number 20, verse 31, one more time. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, and that believing you might have life, watch how they had life, through his name. You and John, let's go all the way back to the first chapter. Gospel of John chapter 1. And look at that one time there. John chapter 1. They had life through his name. Look at verse 9, John 1 and 9. That was the true light, which lightened every man that come into the world. John the Baptist speaking, called Jesus the true light. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came to his own, his own people, Israel. He came to his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, talk about the children of Israel, to them gave he power, to become sons of God, watch this last verse, even to them that believe on his name. They believe on his name. John chapter 2 and verse 23. John chapter 2 verse 23. Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover, the feast day. Many believed, watch this, in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. Their salvation was based on them believing in Jesus' name. Salvation was in Jesus' name. 
Let me show you that. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Salvation was in Jesus' name. The difference in Peter's ministry and Paul's ministry, remember before the cross, salvation was in his name. They believe in his name. Whoever called on the name, Romans chapter 10, verse 13, whoever called on his name shall be saved. Salvation was where? In his name. Can you put that one verse on the scripture on there for me after this? After this is Romans 10, uh, Romans 10, 13. After this. All right. Acts 4, 12. Here it is. Neither is there salvation in any other, any other name. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Salvation was in the name of Jesus. Let's look at the other scripture. What was the name of the other scripture? Romans chapter 10, verse 13. Romans 10, 13. It's on the screen. Watch what it says. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Why? Because salvation was where? In his name. In the new covenant, where is salvation? Salvation is in God's word. So that's why it's so important for you to go to a ministry so you can be taught the word, the word of truth. If you do not, you cannot get your inheritance. Cannot get your salvation. All right, let's move on. I want to show you another one. Let's go now to 1 John. First John, we're going to start back at uh, First John uh, chapter 4 and 1, 2, 3, and then verse 15. First John chapter 4. See, the same author that wrote John wrote First John. That's why I want to show it to you in First John. In First John 4, watch what John is going to say. See, John was one of the apostles of Jesus Christ. They had the same vision as Peter. They preached the gospel of the kingdom. 1 John chapter number 4 and verse number 1, 2, 3. Here we go. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits well be of God, because many false prophets are going out into the world. Watch what they say. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth Remember Romans 10, 9 and 10, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart God raised Jesus from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Their salvation was based on their confession. That's not you. Hereby know ye the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses, here it is, that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is of God. Every Spirit that confessed that Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh is of God. Verse 3, in every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh is not of God. That this is that Antichrist whereof you heard that it should come even into the world. Uh, that was 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago. All right, but we're not done. Let's look at verse 15. See, everything they did based on their salvation was confessing Jesus Christ is Lord, confess he's the Son of God, confess he's the Christ, he's Messiah. All right, 1 John 4, 15. Whoever shall confess, there it is. Whoever shall confess, confess what, John? That Jesus is the Son of God. God dwells in him and he in God. See, their salvation was based on their confession. But this is why you got to understand your salvation was not based on your confession. Look at 1 John 5. And we want to look at verse 4 and verse 5. See, this is why 
people preach faith, 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 because that message goes with their confession, their confession of faith. Got it? Confessing Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. All right, that was their faith. All right, here we go. First John 5, 4, whosoever was born of God overcometh the world. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. See, that was their victory. They was given faith. And their faith was who Jesus is, that he's the Christ, the Son of the living God. Then in verse 5 said, who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. See, they, the only way they could overcome the world, they had to believe Jesus is the Son of God. That's not you. First John did not write to you. Second John, third John, Revelation, Gospel John. None of that was your gospel. Paul was your apostle. If you would understand that, say amen. All right, first John chapter 3 and verse 22. Let's back back. First John chapter 3 and verse 22. Here we go. Verse 22. Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Now, you know that's not us. Because salvation was in his name. That was for Peter, James, and John and the church back then. Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Now, you know good and well, you don't receive of him whatsoever you ask. Because we keep his commandment. Because we do not keep his commandment. Our salvation is not based on us keeping his commandments. They had to keep his commandment. And do those things that are pleasing in his sight. That was their salvation. And then they're going to say, now this is his commandment. Here it is. That we should believe. Here it is. This is his commandment. That we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. That was what they were commanded to do. They were commanded to believe on his name, the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave them commandment. He did not give you the commandment. I'm going to show it to you. And the Bible saying, he that keepeth his commandment dwelleth in him and he in him. Hereby know we that, that he abide in us by the spirit which he has given us. They, salvation was based on their confession of faith and believing Jesus the Christ, the son of the living God. All right. Now, let's, let's go back because I got I to gotta clean up some ends here. Something else I got. Let's go back to John, the gospel of John 13, 35. The gospel of John 13, 35. Let's show you the commandment that he gave them. John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. See, all this stuff is some good stuff, man. But you got to know the difference. Before the cross, even after the cross, because that Peter, Paul minister hadn't come in yet until you got up into the 10th, 11th, 12th chapter, he was still under Peter ministry. But Paul eventually got into his own ministry. And I'm going to show you a little bit. I'm going to have a last 10 minutes set aside just for that. All right, now, Gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. Watch what Jesus said to them. A new commandment I give you. Here it is. That you should love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. God did not give you that commandment. He gave it to Israel. A new commandment I give to you. Why did he do that? Because he fulfilled all the Old Testament commandments and gave them one commandment. <laughs> a new commandment I give unto you. Why? He fulfilled all the Old Testament commandments and gave them one thing to do. And that was a new commandment. See, before their commandment was, Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy soul, all thy... They didn't have to do that no more. They couldn't do it in the first place. So now he says, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know you are my disciples, if you have loved one to another. We are not Jesus' disciples, we are the Father's children. All right, now, and then if they did that, 
he told him in verse 13, John 14, 13, you right there. Look at John 14, 13. If they will keep the commandment, John 14, 13. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name. Remember, that's not your covenant. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Now, you know good and well that's, that's not your covenant. If you, if you had it, you wouldn't have wrote that song, I cried and I cried. Yeah, because you know good and well it don't work, does it? But it's better covenant than their covenant because God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. So we don't get things by accident in his name. We got them through his word. Our inheritance came through his son. When you receive Christ Jesus, you receive everything the Father had for you. Ain't that good news? All right, now let's look at Paul ministry, two vision. Paul preached to the Gentiles. Salvation is through the gospel of Christ. I want to, want to say it on this side. Salvation is through the gospel of Christ. All right, if I was over here with Peter, salvation was where? In his name. Over here under Paul, salvation is where? Through the gospel of Christ. All right, let's, let's look at that. Let's go to the book of Acts, chapter 13, verse 26 and 46. Acts 13, 26, 46. Acts chapter 13, verse 26. My job is to fool you, fear you with information. Holy Ghost, job will give you understanding. Acts chapter number 13. When you get there, say amen. Verse 26 and Acts chapter 26 and 46. Let's read 26. Here it is. Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, whosoever among you that fears God to you is the word of this salvation sent. Now God gave Israel salvation. They had already killed Christ and yet now he offered them salvation by the word. You know what they did? Still rejected it. And that's why you got it. Verse 30, 26 again. Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, whosoever among you that feareth God, to you is the word, the word of this salvation sent. The word of truth was sent to the Jews, and they rejected it. Look at verse 46. And Paul and Barnabas waxed bold, and said it was necessary that the word of God should have been spoken to you, but you, seeing you put it far from you, you judge yourself, watch this, unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. Verse 17 says, For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light to the Gentiles, that thou may be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard it, they were glad and they rejoiced. Watch this. And they glorified the word of the Lord. What they do? They glorified the word. They thank God for the word. You ought to, you ought to thank out there right now, you ought to thank God for the word. The word of God is your salvation. You know, I hear people say, first lady, you know, I, I'm believing God for this. I'm going to believe in God for this. What is it based on? Are you getting the word? Did you commit yourself to go somewhere where you can get the word, you get the information and the knowledge you need so you can believe God's word? No, you're not doing that. You're doing a lot of talking, but you ain't got no word. You got no word. Got to believe his word. 
When the word of God is preached, when the word of God is taught, you don't have to go make it happen. Just believe it. Watch this, Acts chapter 13, verse 46. Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said it was necessary that the word of God should have been first been spoken to you. But seeing you put it from you and you judge yourself unworthy of everlasting life, we turn to the Gentiles. For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, and that thou shalt be for salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad, they rejoiced, and they glorified the word of the Lord. As many as were ordained to eternal life believed. One word, believed. And the Bible said, and the word of the Lord was published throughout all the regions. Boy, they got the preaching, the word of the Lord. Because that's how people got their needs met. All right, let's look at another one. Acts 28, 28. No, let's go do one more before you get there. Acts 18, 6. Let's do this one. Acts chapter 18. And verse 6. See, it told you what happened. The Bible got its own records. Acts chapter 18 and verse number 6. And when they were opposed, and when they opposed themselves, and they were blasphemed, Paul shook his raiment, and said to them, your blood be on your own heads. I'm clean. From henceforth, I will go to the Gentiles. Look at, go back at the verse number four and five. Let's read them three together. Four, five, six. See, they rejected the word of the Lord. And that's what happened. If you reject God's word, God will wait on your children. And they reject, he will wait on their children. Verse 4, 18, Acts 18, 4. He reasoned in the synagogues every Sabbath, every Sabbath, and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. And when Silas and Timotheus would come to Macedonia, Paul was pressed in the spirit. He testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. Remember, that was the message. Because the gospel of Christ wasn't preached yet. It was who Jesus is. Paul would go to his ministry after Acts chapter 20. But before Acts chapter 20, he preached Jesus is the Christ. And here in verse number 6, when they opposed themselves, blasphemed, he shook his raiment, said to them, your blood be on your own heads. I am clean. From henceforth, I will go to the Gentiles. Acts 28, 28. That's why he went to the Gentiles, because they wouldn't believe the word, as is today. Hadn't changed. Acts 28, 28. Let's start verse 23. Let's just take that. Let's just take this and close it up. Acts 28, 23. And when they had appointed him a day, Acts 28, 23, there came many of to him in his lodging. Now he's in prison now. House, house arrest, to, to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God. Do you see what he preached to them? He testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus. Remember, the gospel of the kingdom was who Jesus is. And when they had appointed him a day, there came many unto him in his lodging, whom he expounded and testified, the kingdom of God persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses, that means who Jesus is, out of the prophets from morning to evening. Same thing Jesus did with them in Luke 24. Some believe the thing which was spoken and some believe not. And when they, when they agreed not among themselves, they departed after that, Paul has spoken one word. Watch what Paul's going to say. Well spake the Holy Ghost by Isaiah the prophet unto our fathers, saying, go to this people. Hearing you shall hear and shall not understand. 
Seeing you shall see and shall not perceive. For the heart of this people is wax gross. The ears are dull of hearing. The eyes they closed. Lest they should see with the eyes. Hear with the ears. Understand with their hearts. And be converted. And I should heal them. That's powerful stuff. Verse 27. For the heart of this people is wax gross. The ears are dull of hearing. The eyes, watch this, how they closed. Lest they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Be it known therefore to you that the salvation of God, that's the word, the salvation of God is sent to the Gentiles. The word of God is sent to the Gentiles. And they will hear it. Now that's an awesome thing. God said, listen, listen. I went all the way to the end of the book of Acts. Offering these people the word and they still reject it. Now you know what God said, Paul. I'm sending you to the Gentiles. They will hear it. Come on. Man, that's some good stuff. Why? The word of God is your salvation. Romans 1.16. Let's start off verse 15. We close it out. Romans chapter 1 and verse 15 through 17. Three verses. And so much enemy is. I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God. Remember, on this side of the cross, his name was the power of God. All power was in his name. But on this side of the cross, God's power is in his word. He's talking about power to save your soul. Power to save your soul now is in the word. Verse number 16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. When the gospel of Christ is preached, therein is the righteousness of God revealed. Christ is God's righteousness. And God reveals Christ in your heart. From faith to faith, it is written, the just shall live by faith. You will never see Christ in your heart until the gospel of Christ is preached to you. It is God's power unto salvation. Well, give the Lord a great big hand. Man, I tell you. Let's, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 as we close out this scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 and verse 1. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse number 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preach unto you. Unless you have believed in vain, I deliver to you first of all that which I also receive, how Christ died for our sins, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. He was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. He was seen of above 500 brothers at once. And also he was seen of James and all the apostles. Last of all, he was seen of me, Paul says, as one born out of due time. Salvation is not seeing him like it was in the old covenant. It's believing in his death, burial, and resurrection. My time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you.
Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.